First of all, tonight's Chabur is being sponsored Lila Nishmas Yitzchak Ephraim ben Moshe David, Mephushan for Shmuel Gabriel ben Rezel, Naomi, with gratitude to a different Rabbi Yossi, not the one from Aish, a Rabbi Yossi that I know. He said, keep it a little bit anonymous, a good man, and uh, we appreciate the, the sponsorship and the, the Nishama should have a big aliyah, and the, uh, the Rofi should get her for time. So, <clears throat> we're going to listen to a, uh, a song by a band. Probably people have not heard of them. Chaverim Mishar Yafo. Friends of the Shar Yafo. Now, we know one of them, because one of them is Shmuel. Shmuel, we've listened to Shmuel a few times. Tainli Tefillah, it's a very special song. We listened, actually, it comes out, last year, this time, we listened to a different Shmuel nigan called Ashreinu. Based on Rabbi Nelson's Ashreinu. It's a Moshe Rosenbaum. Yeah. yeah, we did. <laughs> we were talking about the Akar uh, Satov. Sugi of Akar Satov with the animals. Okay, it's a whole Sugi. I couldn't find it actually on the recording. I might. I don't think I recorded it. And uh, we also use a different song of his. But I'll go upon him. It's a beautiful song. You have the words in front of you. It's based, it's based on a... Uh, a letter that Rabbi Nassim wrote to his son. There's a whole sefer called Olam Trufa. It's letters that Rabbi Nassim wrote to his son to mechazek him. Lots and lots and lots of letters. Mechazek, mechazek, mechazek. Brussel style. So I didn't get to find, I asked, I tried to ask uh, Shmuel over the, over the WhatsApp if he could tell me the source of it so I could look it up, but I didn't get it in time. But uh, I think these are the exact words, I'm assuming. These are the exact words of Rabbi Nassim. So you have it here. I tried to translate as best as I could. I'm sure there are mistakes, but, you know. Well, the words of this song are, are the words of the letter? Yeah, Yelid, Shomea, oh, son, do you hear? Wow. It's a, I wrote boy, whatever. Yeah, but this is, I think, I'm pretty sure these are the exact, these are the words of the, of the, of the tefillah. I'll, eventually, I'll, I'll the, the letter, I'm sorry. Eventually, I'll try to get the source, and maybe we'll look at, we'll look at it together. But I'll go upon him. Let's listen to the song. It's a beautiful song. You can see the translation here, and then we'll, uh, we'll try to discuss a little bit of it. Yeah, 
Sweet song. Yeah. Very, very sweet. You hear Shmuel, he's the, he's the last one singing, you could tell. So, Yaakov, you know, in the, at the beginning of this week's parasha, he's, he's on the way home. He's on the way home. After being away, how long, how many years he was away? How many years was Yaakov, you know, away from his family? Right? Three, four. 34 years. That's the basic calculation. 14 years in Shem Ve'ever. 20 years, 6 years working for Rachel Menu, and 6 years again working for Rachel Menu. And then he also had to then make his own parnasa to then take home another 6, or whatever it was exactly, the Cheshvan, 8, whatever it is. 34 years, he's away. It's a long time. That's a lifetime. Well, half a lifetime. And why had, he, why had he left originally? Because there was a big machlokas. Esav, Yaakov, who's the Bechor? Who's the rightful owner? It's a big machlokas, and Yaakov had to run. He was advised to run, and he ran. He ran away from his house. He then goes to Lavan to start to build a family, to marry, have children. 
to build Klal Yisrael, like we discussed, I think, last week. And while he's there by Lovin, we know the Misa, he gets tricked. First, he gets tricked into marrying somebody he didn't necessarily want to marry. Of course, in the end, we know that that was important and he had to have married Leah. But in the beginning, he was tricked. Why'd you trick me? He says to Lovin. He didn't want to marry her at first. And then he gets tricked multiple more times, right? The end of last week's Parsha with the animals. Every time it says, Yaakov says a hundred times he tricked me. A hundred times he kept changing what it was. Lovin kept becoming rich. He kept taking all the animals and Yaakov had to keep changing the dotted, the speckled, the this, the that. <clears throat> and finally, as the Parsha says, and Chazal bring down, that Yosef at Tzadik is finally born, baby Yosef, and Yaakov says, okay, time to go home. That was, it. That was the beginning <clears throat> of the journey back home. But even then, the Pasuk tells us that Yaakov Inu ran from Lovan. And the Torah says a very scary thing. We're not going to get into it now, but it says that, that Yaakov stole the heart of Lovan. The Yignov is Lev Lovan, as, as, as Lev Lovan. That's what the Pasuk says. And the less, towards the end of the last expression. Crazy, it's a very strong motion. But the point is that he ran. He ran from another Machlokas. He runs from Esau, he has Machlokas. From Lovan he runs. And he's on his way home, probably feeling somewhat good. He's going to go back home, see his father, hopefully, his mother. And very quickly, he gets a report. The Malachim come back, the messengers come back. Esau's coming with 400 men. And he's angry. Yaakov goes into a panic for success. He was very scared. No, I'm not making, making it up. Tula Shona Safir, Vayira, Yatzer. And he's, he's scared. So what does he do? So we know. So he does his Ishtadlis. He splits his camp into two. He davens to Kaddish Baruch Hu, And he sends a tribute. He sends the animals to try to appease Esav. Gemara tells us how Yaakov Inu was very scared. Shem Yigram Chait. Maybe he sinned. The Pasuk says, Katonti makola chasad mikola emes. I've become small. Katonti. Lashon katan. I've become small. Mikola emes. Yaakov Inu is the ish emes. How could you become small from, from the emes? But there were doubts. Yaakov Inu and his madrega, and we're not judging, we're just trying to learn the psukim. He, he, was, he, was, he was scared. He was doubting himself. He, he, he was losing his superpowers as being Yaakov Inu, the Ishemis. And now not only for himself he's scared, now he has wives and he has a whole family. Esau's going to come and kill everybody or take the wives and take the kids. He's like, Pachad, I'm Venora. Yaakov Inu crosses the Abog River <clears throat> with all of his stuff. Some of Farshim, they try to explain, I, I was trying to uh, learn a Rashbam I didn't, I didn't really sit on it. Someone was showing it to me. That Yaakov, you know, again, was trying to escape. When he crossed the river, he was trying to escape from Esav. Again. But Akopanam, when he was going there, we know that he crosses the river and Vayavasar Yaakov Levado. Yaakov's by himself. Vayavik Ishimo. That there was a man who was there. There was an Ish. We understand it being the Sar Shalesav. There was some fight that went on. And Yaakov, you know, has to fight Nothing, nothing's going right. 
for Yaakov Inu. There's a lot of fights, a lot of machlokas. So what, what, was the, what exactly was this fight with the Sarah Shalesav, with that Ish? What was that Indian? And then, after he finishes that, he goes, he goes back to his family, <clears throat> and he looks up, and Esau's coming. And Yaakov, you know, the Pasuk says, he sets up his, his, his wives, he sets up the kids, everybody's right there, and he sets them up, and then, you know, he splits them a little bit. And Esau comes, and we know, gives him a big hug and kiss, and says, who are these people? And Esau says, these are, the, these, are, these are my family, my children, my wives. But didn't, didn't Yaakov split the camp into two? I mean, to split the camp into two, I don't think it means split them into two lines right in front of you so Esau could just kill everybody. The Mepharshim say they split them up a day separate in a separation. In order of one, he attacked one camp. The other camp would get out. Well, how are they all here? Why are all the kids in the family right there with Yaakov? I thought he split the camp. <clears throat> so, of course, there's a lot of, of amkus, a lot of depth to Yaakov Avinu. The Bechir Shabavos. We're called B'nai Yisrael, Klal Yisrael. We all come from Yaakov, you know. And in a certain way, he was second. He was born second. Holding on to Esau's heel, Yaakov, he was born second. But we all know that he was, he was really the Bechor. He was really first. He's Yaakov, you know. Esau was really second. In a physical way, he was born second. But in a spiritual way, we know that he was, he was the choice son of Yisrael, you know. And his destiny was to take the Bechor, to become the, the rightful firstborn, that the spiritual overpower, the physical, just because he was born first, Esav, doesn't mean that he was fit to take on the Bechor status, to start Kalah Yisrael. So Yaakov Vinu, the spiritual firstborn, the Bechor, right? He had to take the Brachas. And Yaakov Vinu started, started out, though, Pasuk says, Ishtam, Yosheva Halam, He's simple, sweet. He sat and learned all day. He dabbled with Kavana. Probably a good Midos. He stayed close to home. He didn't go out and venture out into the fields like Esav. He was the Ishemes. Nervous to take the brachas at first. He was, wasn't sure. His mother, even though his mother was telling him, I don't know, I don't know. It's not the right thing. Maybe I shouldn't do it. His mother had to convince him. Don't worry. It'll be upon me. Don't worry, if Yitzhak gets upset, it's on me. Yaakov was a... Uh, Yaakov, from what it seems like in the parsha, he grew up like a nice little boy. Always told the truth, like good boys. Right? <clears throat> and when, when Esav got angry, after Yaakov took the Bukhar, took the brachas, so the Eitzah was, you have to run. Don't fight Esav. You gotta run. You're, you're Shiva Bacher. What's the Shiva Bacher doing? You can't fight against this behemoth. You gotta run. Yaakov became Yaakov, who was soft, became an escape artist. He goes to Lavan, and he gets tricked once, and he gets tricked twice. Eventually, he runs away again. Yaakov, you know, was. Even though there, you see in the parsha there are lashonas where he did answer to Lavan, it was very, very little for what he should have and could have said to Lavan. 
when he was tricked with Leah, why did you trick me? That's all he said. Like, why did you trick me? And he said, and Levin said, come on, you know we don't marry the younger one before the older one over here. And Yaakov doesn't answer. What? You don't answer? Punch him in the nose or something. I worked for you for six years, six years, and you didn't tell me this. You knew I wanted your daughter, Rachel. Yaakov doesn't say anything. And to get tricked a, a hundred times, that's what Yaakov says in the Parsha. A hundred times? And you didn't stop it already? A hundred times it took? What's going on over here? Yaakov you know, was, was getting pushed around. Ish chalak. He was very soft. He had soft skin. He was a softy. Which is fine. But if your inner destiny <clears throat> is to start Klal Yisrael, if your inner destiny is to take over the Bechor, to take over the physical firstborn, to take over what Esav couldn't do, you can't be a softy. Can't be. You have to be chazak. But then even when facing Esav, what was the first thing he did? He split the camp. Got to split the camp. We got to run. I don't know what's going to be. Still the same Mahalach. Trying to escape. So inside, Yaakov, you know, we know, is very scared. The Torah says he's very, very scared. He was in a mochan dekatnis. He was on a very low level. He had doubts about himself. He lost his MS. He thought he sinned. He wasn't living up to who he could be. Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't allow people. Kaddish Baruch Hu implants within people their potential, their inner destiny, sometimes unfathomable to the person himself. A person has, there's two types of potential. There's the fathomable potential of a person, and then there's the unfathomable potential of a person. The fathomable potential of a person is, I'm good at stuff, and I can get better at that stuff. It's a potential, and it's, I could fathom it. I could, it makes sense to me. But then there's a whole world inside a person that's totally illogical, unfathomable. It has nothing to do with how you started your life. I usually discuss this with Hassanim. When you're a bacher, you have certain milas, learning, davening, maybe in business, you have certain milas. You're a man, you're, you're a bacher, and you've worked on yourself in that way. But you have no idea, for those who do it right, you have absolutely no idea what and who you could become, what you have inside of yourself, until you get married and deal with a wife for a few years and children. You have no idea. You're not just a bacher who gets better. You're an ish. You're an adam. You're a totally, totally different person. You have to utilize and gain kochos that you didn't even know you had. Savlanus. You have to learn how to be emotional. You have to. There's a whole new world of stuff that you never thought you you just never thought about. Because why would you think about it? It wasn't in your world. <clears throat> At least in your. It wasn't in your revealed world. So Kodesh Baruch Hu throughout life. He sends us tests, obstacles, machlokas, difficulties, hardships, nisyonos, bedavka, so that 
what becomes revealed is that unfathomable potential. That's why he sends us tests that are totally opposite us. An Azer Kinegdo. Every test in our life is an Azer Kinegdo. Every test. It's an Azer. It's going to help us, but it's going to be opposite us. It's the only way to bring out the deepest nature that you don't even know about is to have the opposite. That which you need to grow into be on the other side, pulling it out of you. So Yaakov Avinu, who seems to be a very soft, very soft boy, Yeshiva Bacher, Yaakov, Yaakov is the second, Akev is the heel, but we know what. Yaakov Avinu's destiny is what? Yisrael. Rabbi always says, Li Rosh. Yisrael is the same letter as Li Rosh, not Akev heel, it's Li Rosh, to be the big. To be the beginning of Klal Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael, to be big, to be huge, to be strong. So how are we going to get that out of Yaakov Avinu? He's just running and running and running. Because in his worldview, in his, who he is, he doesn't step up to fight, he runs. That's, that's, his, that's his inner nature. But Kodesh Baruch says, no, it can't be anymore. You can't be someone who's always running. You need to be one who steps up. And be strong. Chazak. Start Klal Yisrael. Be the head of a, of a nation. So Kodesh Baruch Hu has Yaakov in a fight to Sar Shalesev. Sar Shalesev means a lot of different things. It could mean that he's fighting himself the internal struggle. Ace, it could be he's fighting the opposite nature. <coughs> right? Esav is a twin. Esav had a lot of qualities that Yaakov needed. Esav took it, right? He used his strength to kill people. Whereas Yaakov Inu would take has to take his strength and use it to, to build people. He has to tame the energy. We discussed last week, two weeks ago, the Tohu of Esav, two weeks ago. Yaakov Inu, the Olam HaTikun, the Ahmad of Tikun, has to take that wild energy of Esav and he has to use it in the right way. So he has to, he has to have that fight. He's by himself. There's nowhere to run anymore. He can't run. Kodesh put him in a situation there's nowhere to go. Because he had to fight. Because only through the fight was he going to become who he was supposed to become. To reveal that inner unfathomable potential. The Yisrael inside. Where's the Malach Sedim after Yaakov wins? You're now Yisrael. That's when his name changed. When he did, couldn't run anymore. And he stepped up. And he fought the fight, hand to hand. Whatever that means, it means many things. Physically fighting, f- fighting himself on the insides, things that he had to work out. It was at that point that he stopped running away from Machlokas. He realized he has to deal with it, he has to face it. Because he had these two inner natures inside of him. He didn't know what to do with it exactly. He thought it was Yaakov, Yishtam, Yoshavalvi, Yeshiva Bachar. He didn't realize that he has to go out to the clubs and, you know, be Makar people. He thought he was going to sit in the basement just all day. But he had a certain knack for it, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to leave, but he did, but he didn't. Kodesh Baruch says, it's time. You got to reveal yourself. And what does the Pasuk say? The Malach says to him, Sarisa im Elohim v'manashem v'suchal. Your name is Yisrael. Why? Because you fought with Elohim, a god, an angel, or it means the machshavas, the, re- the insides of Yaakov, you know, something that wasn't physical. He had to fight within himself. 
Vimanashim and with men, Vituchal. And you were able. One second. If a Sarashalesav is a Malach and he's considered the Elohim in the Pasuk, so he should just say, You fought against an Elohim. What do you mean you fought against Elohim? Vimanashim. Where did Yaakov Vino fight against Anashim? And if we say that this is the this is the Malach, the angel. So he fought against Elohim. Okay, and he did win, right. But where did he fight against Anashim? So in our lives, we have internal machlokas and we have external machlokas. A person can easily see that he gets into fights with people. He has a different difference of opinion with people. Something rub, rubs him the wrong way. He doesn't like how this person's acting. This type of stuff. External machlokas. But then a person also has internal machlokas. And the emphasis is that all... But we'll, we'll say almost all, because we always have to leave room for exceptions, but almost all of a person's external machlokas is because he hasn't worked out his inner machlokas. If he would work himself out, if he would become Yashar, Yashar Kel, Yisrael, if he'd be able to work himself out and be straight and not be all over the place, he knows who he is, all of himself, then all that stuff on the outside would just fall by the wayside. He wouldn't have to fight with anybody on the outside because the only reason why we fight with people on the outside is because we haven't worked ourselves out. This guy's bothering me. If he, and if the person would be really honest, it's because I have a jealousy thing, I have a, I have a, I have a taiva thing, I have a covered thing, I have a gaiva thing, so this guy's bothering me. It's not that guy. The guy triggered something inside of you. You have an internal machlokas. You've got to work that out. So says the Sarshalis of after Yaakov worked out the internal that was the internal fight that he had to come to terms with his unfathomable potential of being Yisrael to step up, to be strong, to be chazak, not to run anymore. Once he did that, Sarisim Elohim, then Vemanashim, Vetucha. Then you could fight men also. All the external fights that you have, Vetucha, you could do it also. Because once you work out the inside fights, the inside Machlokas, the Sarshal Esav, Esav just going to fall by the wayside. And what happened? Yaakov Inu gets to Esav, what happens? Vayyorotz Esav lekroso, I have a passage somewhere, vayichabkeu, vayipol atzavar, vayichkei vayivka. Esav runs, to give him hugs and kisses. What? what, what? Esav is coming to kill him. We got message, messages that, that Esav is so angry. He's coming to kill Yaakov Inu, his whole family. What happened? Because since Yaakov Inu worked out that internal struggle he came to terms, I have to be Yisrael. I can't run anymore. At that moment, the Esav, what was the tachas of Esav? Kodesh Baruch sent Esav after Yaakov to push this out of him. Right? To, Yaakov, you have to step up. <coughs> Once Yaakov stepped up on that internal level, the external machlokas just fell by the wayside. It was done. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to lift a finger. It was already over before it started. <coughs> it was all for the tachas of it was all for Yaakov Vina to realize, to recognize and to realize and to actualize that internal unfathomable potential. That's what all obstacles do. That's what all machlokas against us does. It makes us work hard. If we could either run away, we could be babies, we could point fingers, why is this guy fighting against me? Get angry, we can get cranky, we could tell our mommies, we can call the principal, we can call the Rebbe and try to get this guy in trouble, what's he doing? Now sometimes, of course, you do need to deal with other people, okay? But a lot of the times, 
It's, we've got to work something out on the inside. We've got to do that internal work. And it could be machlobas of the family member, close family, somebody in shul. There's a lot of different things. But there's something inside that Akash Baruch wants us to get out. So he sends this machlokas on the outside to, to either, you're going to make a choice, either you're going to run away and just be a baby, like we were saying, or you're going to go inside and fight that fight and reveal what needs to be revealed. Once you work yourself out, once you gain that which Akash Baruch wants you to see and to gain, that outside stuff just falls away. And you're like, whoa. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced it before. It's wild. It's not much wild. Ace of a Russia. The murderer, yeah? The one who's really, really, really angry as 400 men, he really wants to kill Yaakov, became a puppy dog. A puppy dog. No, Yaakov, you keep this stuff. I don't need it. It's okay, you can have it. Ace of the Baltaiva, the Balgaiva, who murders people for animals. He doesn't want the stuff. His mission, Yaakov, mission accomplished. Ace of, doesn't, doesn't need to take anything from him anymore. Okay, Yaakov still gave it to him. So what happened to the splitting of the camps? At first, Yaakov did split the camps a day apart. But once he fought the Sar Shalasev and he came back as a whole Yaakov, a confident Yaakov ready to face off, he didn't split the camps anymore. There was, no, there was no reason for it. Once he worked himself out, Esav fell by the wayside. What's he scared of anymore? Yaakov wasn't scared anymore. And he stepped up to Esav. That was it. It was all over. It was all over. So we have to all know, we have to all know that there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of treasures, a lot of treasures hidden within ourselves. And sometimes we need a machlokas to bring it out of ourselves. So you see in the song, which is based on the words of Rabbi Nelson, obviously his son was having some, some internal issues. Look, he says, do you hear, boy, do you hear? As the way, on the way, you're going to pass by here. You're going to be on a journey. Bluetooth, Harry. Yaakov is on a journey, journey home. No one believe that in every moment there is and you can find. There's something inside. Look what the word is. Vatuchal. Vatuchal That's the Lashon of Yaakov says, Sarisa Melohim, Sarisa Melohim, Vatuchal. You could do it. There's something there. There's something inside. That Shesrachakus, that which you think is pushing you away, is making you rachok, Bishvil Iskarvas is really, really trying to get you close. If you don't run away. If you step up. Oh, I was thinking about something. Okay. Vahmanias and the obstacles of life, Bishwalacheshek, is to build your yearning and your desire, not so you run in your and you hide into your covers. You read this at times, you fall, Yaakov fell on him, his madrigi fell a little bit. HaKadosh Baruch wants you to get close to him, through that, specifically. And all the machlokas in the world, externally, and internally inside of you, they're all really one. They're all really one. You think it's on the outside, it's not on the outside, it's really on the inside. And if you fix up the inside, then the outside one goes away. Because it's really just one. Yeshalom ne'elam besocham. There's a, a hidden shalom. That's what's then. That's the unfathomable potential. That's where the Kodesh Baruch wants you to get out. 
But if you're always running away, you don't step up to the challenge, you don't know. But when a person's mechazik himself and says, okay, that's it, I got to do this. And Kaddish Baruch forces us into these situations. There's a certain shalom, an internal and external shalom that comes out through the machlokas. Machlokas which separates and, and is a period and breaks shalom. Some of the biggest shalom comes out after that machlokas, through that machlokas. And then as they sing at the end, Rei, Yom Rei, well, look, when you do this, when you are able to not run anymore, and you're able to step up and see that all the machlokas is really just one, and if you fix up the internal, then the external will fix itself up, then you'll see that a bad day turns into a good day. What you were running away from was a bad day. If you just stop for a second, work things out a little bit, step up, it's really a good day. And even in the darkness there's light. He says at the end, but the klal hakol, the ultimate rule, it doesn't matter if you're going through good times, bad times, it's a Monday, it's a Tuesday, it doesn't matter what month it is, it doesn't matter whenever it is. The klal hakol, the overriding rule of all time is whatever situation you're in, good, bad, left, right, is to connect and cleave and get closer to Kodesh Baruch. And that's how Yaakov turns into Yisrael. And that's how we become also Yisrael. Yeshivah
Based on what was the song, based on what we spoke about, use it as a springboard, a few lines. Right, it's here, it's a Kodesh What do you do with it then? What do you do with it then? Whatever. You just told me that you're supposed to put your, you know, you put, <laughs> put, put it down on paper. Right. Rabbi Nachman said, turn your Torahs into Tefillahs. So he says. Mm. So that's what we're going to do. You're going to need a pen? You need a pen? Yeah, I think I'm going to need a pen. I'll get 